The wait is over. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is officially live in Ohio. Now you can legally bet on all your favorite sports anytime and anywhere right here in Ohio with DraftKings. For a limited time, new customers who sign up with code CONTEST will receive $200 in bonus bets instantly. DraftKings has the best features including same-game parlays, player props, and more with fast and easy payouts right at your fingertips. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New customers can use code CONTEST to get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on anything. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CONTEST. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER 21 and over and physically present in Ohio. Valid one offer per first-time depositors who have not already redeemed $200 in free bets via pre-launch offer. Minimum $5 deposit and wager. $200 issued as bonus bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. See dkng.co slash oh for terms. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey friends, it's me, Sharon McMahon, host of Here's Where It Gets Interesting. And we've been working hard on a new documentary series called Resilience that explores the incarceration of Japanese Americans in the United States during World War II. So join me as I talk with experts and share firsthand accounts that detail the resilience shown by 120,000 Japanese Americans who endured wartime imprisonment right here in America. And on October 24th, we'll conclude our series with a special episode. Actor George Takei sits down with me to talk about his family's experience behind the barbed wire fences of an incarceration camp. Don't miss it because here's where it gets interesting. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is a part of the Dragon Suplex Podcast Network. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and visit us at chopskicksandnearfalls.com for daily articles about wrestling from around the globe. Ladies, gentlemen, and everybody inside and outside of the gender spectrum, and welcome back to Stardom Quest, the best weekly Stardom podcast anywhere in the world. I am, as always, Alex, and I am joined once again by Dylan. Hi, Dylan. Hey, Alex. Um, I missed you guys last week. Um, I was out. I figured I would be out longer, um, but it turns out that the American healthcare system is a fucking fraud and disgusting and disgraceful, um, and all of those terrible words that you can describe. 
uh, the American healthcare system as. So I am back um, a lot quicker than I thought I would be, but I'm happy to be back. I missed doing this last week. It's one of my favorite parts of the week. And yeah, I'm excited to talk about wrestling with you guys. That's good, yeah. I uh, I thought you were going to lead with some discourse because there's so many discourses there, to joke there about was, lately. Dude, <laughs> literally as soon as um i know like there there's actually been a lot because i was like like i've had different bits planned that like mm -hmm. they just all sort of like one upped each other and then eventually i was just like you know what i'm just gonna talk about the american health system because like <laughs> i was gonna make a joke about max caster because like that was like i had that running joke a few weeks ago um so i was gonna make a joke about that but then like that just like was a complete fucking non-issue that that was just nothing fucking i was gonna talk about Ringstar being gone but Ringstar like they updated it it's not a bad song i actually kind of like it we'll talk about that later so like there was so many things to like get into um I was just like, I don't know, like, I don't have a bit. There's too many bits to do. Like, I can't, I can't <laughs> decide. So, so here we are. That's fair. Yeah. I, I thought, I, I knew you wouldn't do the, um, the diversity in wrestling thing. I was like, you will stay away from that, but everything oh, no. else is fair game. Um, oh. <laughs> but yeah, you just, you just decided against all of it. Yeah, no, I, I, I yeah, it's, there's too much. Like, dude, dude, I know this is a starring podcast, and we'll get into that in a second, but just like wrestling the past week, there's been like 900 things that happened, all good and bad. The fucking 500 just dropped today, even though, like, no, like, we don't really care about that, but that's just like another thing on top of everything else this week. It's kind of insane. PWI season is the worst, without yeah. doubt. It is horrendous. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, I guess uh, we should just get into it. Yeah, I'm down. Um, so the only real news from Stardom is that they've announced uh, the first official match, I guess, for... Oh, that's a lie. Um, so they've added a match to the Ota Ward show at the GP Finals. Um, Mai Sakurai and Waka Tsukiyama are both finishing up Stardom Challenge Series on that show. And the final match of each woman's series is against each other so uh my sakurai will take on waka uh in the undercard there as both of them finish up their introductory trial challenge okay does that have a time limit yet uh i don't know i don't think so please tell me it's like a 10 minute time limit because i i don't i don't know they don't do a draw i don't think they do a draw but let me I, I definitely think they do a draw uh, on a gp final show where there's like a dozen matches to get through. That's why I'm saying. That's why I'm saying. I minutes. think. I think. I think. Uh, I don't know. Also, um, yeah, we we have a lot of Waka discourse to talk about. Man, that's there's so much to fucking deal with today. <laughs> I know. I remember I was saying this to Scott um, because it'll be with September fifth. All out was September fifth, and then I was I woke up and like the Corkin was happening and like all of the announcements, and I was like. It's just insane. <laughs> like wrestling, just yeah. please stop for like five minutes, calm down, chill. Um, but it didn't. So oh. we have a lot to get into. Uh, that was the only news, um, I believe, that we won't like get into anyway during the course of the show. Um, there was more, but we will get to that stuff later. Um, I suppose moving on. Oh the... wait, one piece of news. Sorry, this is like mm -hmm. unrelated, but it's just like a follow up. Yuri went to um. Ganbare, right? Ganbare, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stardom's fumbling. Like, oh man, that's that. That was that was like their most necessary get, and they didn't get it. So that's kind of unfortunate. But you know, Yuri did what was best for her, and I'm excited to watch her over there because I think she can have some good stuff. 
Yeah, the Gan the Ganberry roster is like weird because I mean they've like two women signed, but then they also have like the Gato move uh, partnership, and then they also yeah. book uh, Asuka and Makoto a lot. So it's just mm -hmm. like this is pretty cool. <laughs> um, yeah, you know I don't mind it. Yuri and Stardom would have been fun, but I think Yuri potentially ever wrestling you in a Mizumori is like way better than anything she'd do in Stardom. So you know I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, I mean her versus Yuna sounds like a fucking baller mm -hmm. match. So yeah, you you right on that on that front. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's actually me and Scott were talking about this because like the day after I think a lot of the releases and stuff happened, me and him recorded, and it now looks like neither Yuri, Hoshizuki, Shindo, or Hibiki are going to Stardom. So like there was a lot of hysteria. I was like, oh, Stardom's just signing like six people. They're such leeches, and now it's like, well, they got Waka, <laughs> and they maybe get Mirai, but maybe not, because, I mean, there's options on the table for Mirai, and they're yeah. not getting at any of the other people. So it's like, all right then, uh, cool. Yeah, do you, do you want to go into, like, the, the, the fucking, what's it called? Eh, never mind, we don't have to get into that. It's yeah, we're, we're not a marvelous. Anyway. We're not a marvelous yeah. podcast, but um, you know the tea leaves are that um, the the marvelous releases may have been disciplinary action rather than I'm actually having offers on the table to and go elsewhere. Honestly, we don't really know. May start like this will be really quick. It sounded like May like plans on returning to marvelous at some point. Like the way that she sort of worded it, she's like, "Oh, I'm not going anywhere else. I'll be back mm -hmm. eventually." She didn't mention Marvelous, so she could just mean back in wrestling. But, like, it's just she, very cryptic stuff surrounding that. Um, yeah. I'm not sure what really went down. But, um, yeah, the, the word is that it's disciplinary reasons and not, uh, you know, greener pastures type of thing. So, yeah. Of course, we don't know, though. Like, nobody really knows. We're all just working off of the one post. Um, so, you know, it, it could be uh, completely made up anyway. But, um with that, we are going to get on to Stardom. Uh, so over the weekend, Stardom was showcased on the Wrestle Grand Slam shows. Uh, on the first day, Omwatnabe and Sayaka Matani beat Micah and Lady C. Um, Lady C was... in the big match white. Got to yeah. say that first. Say that first. Lady C that... looked great, honestly. Yeah. Lady C's gear is is really good. She looks fantastic. Um, she and said yeah, I mean, it was it was supposed to be sorry it was supposed to be her anniversary gear, um. But since she was going to be on the biggest show in her like she's only been wrestling for like a year, she was about yeah. to wrestle in a dome, so she was like I should probably rush that a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah. Also, a little thing. Um, apparently, I don't have the list up, but they had a list. Kevin Kelly posted some of his notes on Twitter, and they had a list of wrestlers that were supposed to be on the show, um, and none oh, of yeah. them were on it. <laughs> Except for Momo and Saya, um, and ALK, obviously. Like, those were the only, like, there was eight wrestlers supposed to be on these two shows, and only four of the planned ones actually went in. Micah and Lady C were supposed to be nowhere near the show. Um, Kogomo was supposed to be on it, Mayu was supposed to be on it, um, I forget, Azumi and Utami were supposed to be on it. Yeah. yeah. Um, all of Queen's Quest was supposed to be on it, actually, and only... Um, Momo and Sai obviously ended up getting on it. Uh, you know, that's a little tidbit, not much more to go off of from there, but it was just sort of interesting to see, like, names of people. Also, they named, they spelled Sherry wrong, which is kind of funny in Kevin Kelly's notes, besides the point. Um, yeah, so that that was supposed to be, but because of COVID and restrictions, whatever, blah, 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 they only got to have these um, these six wrestlers, which was not bad. I enjoyed both matches. 
Yeah, so the, the second day match was uh, Julia and Siri against Momo and Saya. Uh, Julia and Siri had the most ugly gear I've ever seen in my life. They Dude, were I liked the highlighters. gear. Like that, like, uh, yeah, like that was the point is that it's like, it's, it's so bad. It's good in my opinion. Like that, no. that's how I feel about it. Like, it's not like, uh, I think, I think Julia's orange hair and gear was terrible, but I think this is like so bad. It's good. Cause it's just like, it's so outlandish. It does not need to, they don't need to look like this, but it's like, that's the point is that they're just fucking weirdos. Like that's the whole, it's the whole gimmick. Yes. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, the important thing was the work. Um, the two matches were, were good. I mean, I, they were generally well-received by the New Japan fans. Uh, they didn't break the bank. Like, if you're looking for your, you know, notebook matches or spreadsheet matches or whatever it is, I don't think you're going to get it. But both of them were fairly Maybe good. Maybe think... if you nah. If you felt particularly keen on it, I think Night 2 was, was pretty, you know, up there. I guess. Um, but yeah, I say the difference between the two is Night 1 was like a real showcase match where it's like, mm -hmm. oh, everybody just sort of did things that they're kind of good at and then they went home. Whereas the night two match was like a match you just see on a stardom show, like on any given yeah. random stardom show. Um, you know, maybe a couple minutes shorter than the main event of like a stardom show. But I, I felt like that was sort of the difference there. Um, I thought both nights were really good. I said I would check in on English commentary. The first night was terrible. Um, second mm -hmm. night, Kevin Kelly did really pick it up and he really tried his best um because the first night after he did terribly he got fucking death threats on twitter <laughs> for be doing poorly i was like you guys don't gotta be this mean jesus christ um so the next night he, he was fully prepared and did really really well so i want to give him some shout out for that because he did definitely do very well and tried his best with uh mm -hmm. with a company that he doesn't really know anything about <laughs> like i gotta give him credit for that yeah no, I, I think one of the, the, the main issues that I had with these matches was some of the optics, and one of those was the commentary. And I don't think it was their fault, really. I mean, they were given, obviously, notes on what to say, and they didn't know anything more, and that's not their fault. Um, and also, they were recording the audio over Zoom, so there was moments where there was, like, big lags and stuff that didn't yeah. help them either. Um, as well as that, for somebody who hasn't watched New Japan since... I want to say earlier this year, I think I watched one of the Shingo Tanahashi matches for whatever reason. I must have felt like in a bad mood or something. But um, <laughs> it's it's so jarring seeing stardom matches in the atmosphere of the, the MetLife Dome because the empty seats are such a terrible look and all of the claps are just fading into the air, you know? And I understand that's just, that's what, New Japan has to deal with, but it's so jarring going from, you know, Stardom runs these smaller venues where the claps at the very least sound decent, but then when they're resting in a dome and all of the atmosphere is just leaving the venue, it is, uh, yeah. it is jarring, to say not, the least. Not to get into it too much, because um, I did end up watching the second night of, of Grand Slam altogether. I watched the whole one, whole thing, and really mm -hmm. the only match that, like, had a good atmosphere was the um, three-way tag with Naito and fucking Taichi and all and Goto and Yoshiashi, you know, all the people that everybody likes. That was the only match that really had like a lot of like thunderous, mm. you know, except for the the closer again with Lij, um, when they closed out the show. Only times that like the crowd actually like felt like you know strong at any point, um, in my opinion at least. So yeah, it it wasn't a great look, and I don't know how New Japan's been doing it. It's been really hard to watch because you know I was a big New Japan fan. Um, until pretty recently and these you know clap crowds with the uh 
you know, don't like it, the atmosphere is just really off of what New Japan usually yeah. is, and you can't really fault them because it is you know COVID and whatnot. But it's just it's not easy uh, to get through sometimes. Yeah, and obviously that's not their fault, you know. Exactly, they're, they're making the most of it. I just I just wanted to know because I don't watch New Japan like I'm used to watching Joshi, which is generally in smaller venues. And uh, the way it sounded is just so different. Um, and it definitely made the start of matches come off a lot different to me. But, um, you know, I, th- I think they acquitted themselves well. I don't know if they won over any long-term fans, but uh, I do think the people who did watch it enjoyed it and uh, are definitely going to check out future start of matches on these undercards, uh, presuming that they continue. But um, now it's time to get into our review. Uh, the first Okay, but one one joke. Sorry, I, I have. I, I like to do bits. You know, I like to do bits. Um, so one <laughs> bit is who? What do you think attracted more Stardom fans? Um, this New Japan show or the hot wrestler from AEW talking about how much he loves Stardom? Like, I don't. There, like, which which one? Which one? Which one moved the needle more? That's my question. You know, which one moved the needle? Because, like, I mean, like, like all of the hot, like, let's be honest, all of the hot AEW wrestlers have ties to stardom. Fucking Jamie Hayter, stardom. Daniel Garcia, stardom. Like, I mean, it's, it's, which one moves the needle more? That's the question. That's the question. <laughs> I'm going to answer because I know this. I know the answer. It is the hot people. 100%. Yeah, 100%. 100%. There's not even a question. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad we agree. Okay. We can we can get on Daniel Garcia. Yeah, please, Daniel, come on the podcast. We, lo- um, we love you. Daniel. Actually, love you, <laughs> don't come on the podcast because I will I will drool the entire yeah, time. No. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> don't do that. Um, oh, anyway, the first show to review is on September fourth. Uh, this is in the Shinjuku, uh, the Bell Style Shinjuku Grand. Uh, this is 298 fans. Uh, I know me and Scott were talking about this last week. The venue, like. If you book the entire thing, you can see over a thousand people in it, but presumably Stardom only booked half of it if they only did like 300, um, which seemed to be the full capacity that they had set up for. Um, you know, it's just, it was an interesting venue. I didn't mind it. Uh, I didn't think the, f- the atmosphere was great. Yeah. But, you know, we, we can get into that a bit more uh, yeah. maybe later on. The opener was Fukigan Death mm, Beacon. Mm, waka, 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 waka. Oh yeah, they, they didn't even members. mention that in the thing. Okay, so um, before anything happened, uh, Waka Tsukiyama uh, made her debut. She showed up, said, I want to join Stardom. Very similar to Mai Sakurai. In fact, this was like pe- like line for line, almost the exact same as Mai Sakurai. She showed up, yeah. said, I want to wrestle in Stardom. Unagasayaka showed up and was like, I want to wrestle for my belt. And Waka said yes. And then Unagi was like, that's cool. Uh, by the way, you're not going to Cosmic Angels. Not happening. <laughs> I let this. I let that slip last time. This ain't happening. Um, and then everybody buried it. Um, yes. Which I actually really liked. So yeah, Unagi comes out and proclaims herself the assessor of Stardom, even though she's only been here for like a year. Not even. Yeah. Re- regard that. Um, disregard that rather. Uh, yeah. So she challenges Waka. Says, "Hey, you want this future belt?" And Waka's like, "Of course I do." And then they, that that's what goes on. Um, then. Every wrestler um, who cares about the future belt pretty much just buried the shit out of this on Twitter. Um, Rina, Ruaka, Starlight Kid, and Saya Ida, who doesn't really say, hasn't said much about anything um, about stardom since she got injured. Um, even Saya just said, this makes me frustrated. <laughs> and I was like, damn, that's, 
Rough. Um, so yeah, Rena ended up ratioing the video of Waka's introduction on Twitter um, by like 600 likes, 800 likes or something. I found that hilarious. So basically everybody was like, you are dis disgracing this belt, Unagi, with these assessment matches. Please stop, because this is this is terrible. Um, you're, you're making a, a mockery of the belt. And um, that, like, I don't really care that much, because it's like, you know, it's a future belt. But it is kind of funny when like Starlight Kid's like, I, I created this belt. And you are fucking ruining it. <laughs> I was just like, Jesus fucking Christ! Like, like poor Waka too, because like, like I, I'll, like we'll get into this later. I actually kind of like Waka. I thought her output was like at least, I, I thought I saw potential in it. <laughs> but she kind of just got that like shit end of the stick, like of like the where it just tipped, where it's like my Sakura got a, got in and like got that match. And nobody really cared, but now they did it again, and everybody's like, "Man, fuck this shit!" <laughs> and Wax just like, "I just, I just want to wrestle, man." And it's a whole thing, a bunch of discourse. I found it hilarious, especially Saida just going, "I'm very frustrated right now," and that leaving it at yes. that. Um, I, I just love that a lot. Unagi getting buried is my favorite thing. <laughs> yeah, um, I suppose Waka being the one to show up out of everybody that was available. Uh, over these two shows was definitely not something I expected. I, I know when she got released uh, from her actress contract, we didn't think she was going to stardom. We didn't think she was the type of person they'd sign. But um, here we are. And yeah. honestly, nothing against Waka. I, I'm not sure they needed a Waka. You know, I, I don't think she is, we'll, like, essential. We'll get into it. We'll get to it on the Corican, but I feel like she was just, she's just, like, a a typical rookie you know like like they could have mm -hmm. trained they could have trained a waka pretty easily um and that's no disrespect to her but like that yeah like they could they could have easily just found a random you know wrestler with some like a random you know trainee who wants to wrestle and built waka in a few months um i think she's good i think she has a lot of potential um but you know she's still early on in development and i don't think they necessarily mm -hmm. needed her um and I, yeah, I agree with you like that. Especially without the gimmick. I think if you're taking away the gimmick, then that's like 90% of her identity yeah. at this stage. And I know like the, the devil, the little devil gimmick probably would have made Rossi uh, go crazy with the merch. And I'm glad that they didn't do it because I would have been sickened. But it definitely feels like you're just taking away a lot of her, her personality. Um, and you're just getting uh, another actress trainee you know what i mean like there's nothing yeah. to distinguish her from my sakura and i think having them both debut at like the exact same time is going to hurt the two of them because you're going to have two wrestlers basically wrestling almost the exact same match and uh, yeah, I, I think i think there's a difference that we'll get into later a yeah. very well, i mean waka's better waka is like a better yeah, wrestler yeah. so far okay but I'm glad they're we essentially that, yeah. they're essentially the same structure you know um, i get you yeah but, you know, it'll be interesting to see. I think she's custom-made for stars. I think she has that, like, deer-in-the-headlights uh, vibe to her <laughs> that stars always has, you know, because when she was in there with Unagi, she just didn't know what to do at times, and I was like, yeah. she's, she's definitely going to stars. She is tailor-made for Mayu. She actually has a lot of, like, ways that she can go, um, because uh, we'll get into it later. But, yeah, because, for one, I wouldn't be surprised if she ended up going to Cosmic Angels just to spite Unagi. Um, mm -hmm. Stars definitely works. DDM is a really weird fit, but I noticed that she kind of was, like, supporting DDM throughout the show because she was sitting ringside, um, which is kind of weird, but 
you know so yeah she really has a lot of places she can go um other than queen's quest or oedo type pretty much is like i don't really see her going to ddm but you never really know with this type of thing yeah that's fair um but yeah with that we're on to the action uh the opener was fukigan death versus hanan uh fukigan won in about six minutes uh nothing matters they changed ring star uh hanan had her new entrance music before this match um it's not as good. I think that's the main thing. Yeah. There's just too much happening. But yeah. They kept a lot of the stuff that people liked. Yeah. That that's the thing is that it's like I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna complain too much about it because I felt like if they're going to change it, there's not much. There's not many other places they can change it to. You know, like I think mm-hmm. this is probably like the best, most faithful version of of remaking it. Um. But with that being said, I feel like Ringstar's simplicity and the way that just like it was very catchy and it, it worked very well. Um, I feel like it, it's just undefeated. I don't think you can really uh, get better than that as a, you know, theme song. Like like I said a few months ago, it's like top three Joshi theme songs for me, unironically, because mm-hmm. it's just it's so simple, but like just good and it fits and it's it's perfect. I enjoy that. Like it sort of has like a chorus. And it's not like I enjoy the sound of the song. If Ringstar didn't exist and this was just Hannon's song, I I would be really down with it. I would be vibing to it, and I do vibe with it. But it's it's just not Ringstar. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. I mean, so I won't complain def- though. Yeah, like it's it's it, there's definitely worse out there. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, they definitely could have changed it like massively, and I would have been genuinely mad. Um, but they still <laughs> have the H A N. They 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 changed the flow of it, which is like really jarring. Mm-hmm. But I, they they still did it, and I, I respect that they kept to it like that. Um, and the, the match was fine. Uh, Hannon plays off of Death extremely well. Um, death, 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 Hannon, Death is fucking classic. I um, do want to mention yeah. uh, Death has a newspaper now, so yes, that is her new stick, and, it, and it's great. She's an old man betting on horses, I think, is what Dragon Moon said. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, yeah, that's, that's that much. Really, there's not a lot to it. Uh, the next match was Nagasaka and Natsupoi wrestling to a countout, a uh, double countout. Um, this was coked out of its mind. Uh, this was like on course to be the best stardom match in like a decade because they were just fucking around <laughs> with the rubber band. And Daichi was like, I, f- I hate that both of you get the fuck in the ring. Get he rid legit of the said, band. I'm leaving. I am leaving if you guys don't stop fucking around. <laughs> and I found that hilarious. Dude. And that was that was after the boob thing. That was the funniest part. Is that like the rubber band stuff was fine, but then once once Unagi started doing boob based offense, Daichi's like, nah, I'm done. Guys, I'm not I'm not doing this anymore. Please just I will literally go home. <laughs> Please stop. And they didn't stop. Um Jesus Christ, dog. Dog also thought it was funny. <laughs> yes, indeed. You can you can carry on. I'll be one second. Um, yeah, no, like it started like so comedy heavy and it was hilarious. Like I uh, I think Poi is so funny, like so naturally funny, and Unagi is obviously like a weirdo based on what we know of her Twitter. Like she's she's also very entertaining. Um, so the comedy for this was fantastic. Uh, they did eventually have to wrestle, unfortunately, and that was when things just kind of settled into your normal pattern. And uh, yeah, like that that was it really. They did they messed around then again at the end to get to the double count out but they had to wrestle for a little bit and that was that was bad so less wrestling more comedy 
Um, not to put tied Unagi to um, Ano, the ring announcer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he was just like, like he was counting the countdown. He's like, please stop. Please, please. Mm -hmm. 17. Please stop. Please, please untie me. Please. 18. Stop it. Please. And like, I, I found that hilarious. Because um, he, he's great. He, comedic timing. That's one thing. Is that like a lot of the stardom roster and the, you know, ring attendant, Yuri's the same way. They all have incredible uh just comedic timing, so I appreciate that. That is fair. Um, that is that match, though. Uh, the next match was Mayu Utani versus Rina. Um, More comedic timing. Yes, Rina did her pose with the po with the pigtails. Uh, Mayu was like, "Yo, that shit look cute. Let me do it." And uh, that did not sit well with Rina, who <laughs> called Mayu an old bitch and was like, "You fucking, you're you're no fucking icon, you bitch." And I was just like, "This is." This is the best. <laughs> yeah. Rina, uh, dude, taking, taking pre-match promos, I know we're going to get into this, but taking pre-match promos away from Oedo Tai first and then to everybody pisses me off, especially for somebody like Rina, because a year ago we were talking about how Rina is the best wrestler in the world because she was 12 saying, yeah, I'm going to beat Mayu and win the red belt. That's That's my plan for this tag team match. I'm I'm not joking. I'm going to beat the fuck out of Mayu Iwatani. <laughs> like, how do you how do you just like not have her do that every show? She's hilarious. Like, it's it's unfair. So yeah, um, you're no icon, you old bitch. Is forever a a quote that I will I will hold near and dear to my heart because it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that, that that was great. Uh, the match did eventually settle into just being Mayu coming back and beating the child. Oh, um, but 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 Mayu. After the whole, you're no icon, you old bitch. Um, once she got back on on top, uh, she got Rena in like the um, the camel clutch position. She's like, "I'm your icon," and then she like fucking ringed her nose, like you know, like hooked her nose like that with her fingers, like a fucking fucking terrible. They were just bullying each other. It was great. That and was then sad. Mayu won with the uh, future killer. Indeed, yeah, the former high speed killer that uh, now is only used to beat children. Well, I mean, um, it's Mysterio it's used for both. Happy. Yeah, it's like because it's used for like unagi types who are not fast, um, but they are small and like you know, it it's yeah. you know, unagi doesn't fit any of these bills. I don't. No, think. not at all. Let's <laughs> <Yes. laughs> just um, call it the unagi killer. That's it. It's the it's the unagi killer. That, that she right, used okay. non unagi at one point. Fair, fair enough. Uh, the next match was the third match of My Sakurai's Stardom Challenge. Uh, Julia beat My Sakurai in 10 minutes. I adored this. Julia just beat the shit out of this woman. She didn't sell. She was like, fuck this selling bullshit. I'm not doing that. I'm going to beat the shit out of you. And she proceeded to do so for 10 minutes. And it was amazing. She was just like kicking her in the face. She was slapping the shit out of her, hitting her with forearms refusing to sell just amazing the the best julia performance i have seen in months she is the absolute best and uh yeah my my took that beating like a champ fair play to her she was she um she deserves a lot of praise for not only the fire that she was showing despite getting beaten up but also for just taking the beating really really well um and yeah i i loved this this was uh very similar to the julia unagi earlier this year where julia was like i'm not selling for you uh go die and uh yeah it was it was fantastic i was not as crazy about this as you were um i felt like may's comeback was once again pretty lackluster 
and my dog is once again, whatever. Um, Mai's comeback was pretty lackluster. Ju after Julia cut Mai's comeback off and she just started slapping the shit out of her, great stuff. Absolutely wonderful. I loved it. Um, but early on, I was sort of like, uh, okay, I don't, I'm, I'm waiting for it to happen. Then it happened and I was happy about that. So um, it, it was definitely one of the better uh, matches that I've, I've seen from Mai, um, even though I wouldn't say it, it at all had to do with, with, Sakura, I think it was all Julia. Because uh, Julia just beat the shit out of her and it was really good. Um and then she won with the stealth viper. I, I liked it was nice. I thought I liked it, you know, enough. I thought Julia did great and I ju Julia just beating people up is great. So, you know. Can't complain too much. Yeah, after the match Julia turned into a white male when she was like, What the freak are you crying for? Stop crying, you little bitch. Um so my Sakurai was will no longer cry, I guess. Uh, she said that after the the Micah match as well. She was like, Micah beat me up, but I didn't cry this time. I'm resilient. Um, so good for you, Mai. You've learned to bottle those emotions up. Um, you are you are also that's now a white. Definitely not. That's yeah. That's definitely not um completely toxic. DDM is toxic. <laughs> that's that's wow. We we've been new. We we we, we knew. I think I think yeah. I think we need to have a thread. We need to put a thread on Twitter about DDM <laughs> being toxic for the wrestling community. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, See, man. they off they offset it by being lesbians. So you know, <laughs> like, like I'm not, I'm not going to also a lesbian. Uh, I can't really, uh, you know, like weigh in <laughs> yeah, the options. No. Like, yeah, because like, listen, DDM are toxic, but they're they're gay representation at its finest. So like. Oh my god, that, that sounds that sounds oh I can't even get into the jokes I wanna make about that. <laughs> yeah, you probably shouldn't. Yeah, um, it, it's like it's like it's like for example, I saw a tweet yesterday. I'm sorry, this is completely off topic. I saw a tweet yesterday about Death Note where it's like, Why are you guys getting on getting on light so much? He's literally a minor. <laughs> I'm just like like it's kinda it's kinda weird that you're arguing with a minor. It's like, yeah, he kills people. Like what what are you yeah but he's neurodivergent like what 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 do you mean like he's he's a murderer besides the point i i but i just i just connected the dots where it's like yeah they they're they're toxic and terrible people but they're lesbians so it's like you know yes that's enough um, of that. yes we, we should know uh ddm are not lesbians they're just like very gay with people yeah um, and uh i you know that's always amazing so you know go stardom uh Let's just say uh, anyway. Jumbo and Micah go to the dentist together a lot. <laughs> That's my favorite stardom joke of all time. Dude, like, <laughs> to get to Kazuki, just figure like, yeah, no, we go to the same dentist. Like, don't you go to the dentist with your best friend? And it's like, no. <laughs> Not a Dude, straight up. Like, I remember having that conversation. Like, I was the one who brought that up in one of the Discord servers. Was that it's like, oh, they went to, like, somebody's like, yeah, they went to the dentist together. And it's like, yeah, we go to the dentist with the homies all the time. <laughs> Oh man, that's an old, that's an old, that's an old head stardom joke. By old head, I mean yeah. like two years ago. Yes, very, very uh, retro. Um, <laughs> anyway, back on to the uh, stardom show. Uh, in Red Star's block action, uh, Himeka beat Mina Shirakawa in about eight minutes. Um, I really enjoyed this. This surpassed all my expectations. Mm -hmm. Like, I loved how Mina didn't do her normal entrance. Like, she stopped at the apron and like stared daggers into Himeka, and you were like, oh shit's about to go down. And then Mina like jumped her before the bell to try and get a you know kind of a hot start over Himeka. And then they just stiffed each other really for for the majority of the match. You know, Mina has great forearms, and when they're connecting, they're fantastic. And Himeka obviously hits a fucking beast of a lariat, and 
yeah, this this was really, really good, really stiff. Uh, they really sold the aggression and the intensity between the two of them. And uh, this went from just a match that I wasn't expecting to enjoy to being just one of the hidden gems of the tournament, really. Yeah, you know, this is a bit, you know, of a minor. Um, Cosmic Angels attacks their opponent from behind, like, more than Oedo Tai does. Like, Oedo Tai will, like, attack you from the front and then throw you out of the ring and start beating you up with weapons. But, like, I'm pretty sure I've seen Cosmic Angels attack wrestlers from behind before the bell, like, a thousand times. Like, like I don't know, mm. like, they're, like, it's just really funny to me. They're as fucking assholes. <laughs> like, they're, like, like, they're, like, the, the most ultra baby faces, but they're also just pieces of shit. Um, I, I really appreciate that. Um, yeah. yeah, this was this was one of Mina's best matches I've seen in a long time. Um, if not, probably not ever. But it, it's it's a while since I've seen something this good. Definitely up there. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I yeah, I, I really like this one. Um, there had the it had the through line of like uh, Himeka wanting the pink artist belt that my Himepoi is going to be challenging for at some point. Um, and you know, obviously that's been a it's been a thing for months now is my Himipoi versus cosmic angels. They sort of have this mm-hmm. uh, blood feud. And yeah, I thought that really brought a little bit of character to this match that I really appreciate, especially after the fact. Um, yeah. Mina got some really good looking forearms in, like you said, jumbo fucking killed her with lariats. Good shit. Um, the finish. <clears throat> and I didn't get to talk about this last week. Cause she hit it on my U2 and it was, Oh yeah. Oh, oh my fucking God. Fucking earthquake last week that was incredible um but she hits a a big last ride um powerbomb i i tai chi style kind of um but you know it's i don't gotta bring up tai chi uh so the concussion bomb's gone the the running concussion bomb is gone uh mm-hmm. it's still the last ride looks like it concusses people anyway so i'm cool with it um but that, that's kind of a shame that she doesn't do the running concussion bomb anymore um i would love it if that's like her super finisher that she just kills people with um i doubt it but I, I would really like that because you know that that's like my favorite move. Um, yeah, overall, really good match. I enjoyed it. Um, the after st- afterwards stuff is also really fun. I'll get into that unless you have something uh, more to say about the match itself. Um, no, I think we, we got everything there. Um, so yeah, after the match, uh, Jumbo tells Waka, who's sitting rec- ringside, um, to hand her the, the pink artist belt. Um, and Waka complies. And <laughs> Jumbo just takes the belt, looks at it, and then walks up to me and is like, Look what I got. And then Mina like grabs it and she's like, get the fuck off me. And she walks <laughs> away and she just like go like gloats with it. She like takes it backstage. She like poses with it and everything. And then she goes backstage and I watched this on Twitter that uh <laughs> she's like holding it and she's like talking. And then Mina like like fucking like concussed, like walks up to her and like tries to grab it. And she's like, get the fuck off me. <laughs> and then she just like fucking like stands on Mina with the belt and just like just keeps talking. Like just keeps like, you know, monologuing while like over Mina's dead body. And she's like, oh yeah, you can have this back now. And she just drops it on her head <laughs> and walks away. And I'm just like, this is why she's my favorite. Oh my god, I love Jumbo. Yeah, it's. I feel like we've seen this exact same thing play out for okay, the, uh, the pink artist belt before. I'm just like, the pink artist belt is that special. I understand. 100%, cool like, the pink artist belt has the most blood feuds of like any championship in <laughs> yeah. stardom history. Because like, I think about it, like that was what Natsuko and fucking Tam were fighting over for like a year. Like was just that pink artist belt. Like, <laughs> it, like just a bunch of shit, like fucking 
Natsu Samire, like that was her thing. Was I I need the, I need the pink artist belt, and she mm-hmm. just fucking like that was her first belt. Like it's weird how much that pink artist belt means um, in in the long term, um, even though it doesn't mean anything at the same time. It's wild. It's a nice looking belt, to be fair. I I too yes. would want it. Um, yes, it looked really cool. But with that, uh, the next match is Blue Stars block action. Uh, Konami beat Takumi Aroha in 10 minutes. A very surprising win, I think, for Konami. Um, but a really, really good match. I, I thought this was great. You know, the obviously these two were going to kick the shit out of each other, and they did just that. And I thought even though you know, Konami is usually a lot more technical, I feel like this time she just, like, was willing to go pound for pound with Takumi. And that made this just a really, really fun match. For me, anyway, I know I'm always going to have my bias because Takumi is just, like, one of my most, you know... How do I phrase this? <laughs> she's the wrestler that I most enjoy watching uh, in, in the match. Like, no matter what she's doing, I just love watching Takumi Aroha. Um So, obviously, I'm going to be a bit biased when I watch her matches, but I thought this was a great match regardless. Um, and I thought Konami was really, really good in this. You know, uh, her strikes are obviously fantastic. And her and Takumi striking each other, fab stuff. Um, the finish was pretty cool, too. I thought, you know, the running three reversal into the the kind of submit, not submission, into the roll-up pin, not the one you would think. Like, they, they did a whole other turn before uh, they locked in the, the pin. You got, like, a um, small package on, yeah. Yeah, like, it wasn't the, the roll-up. They, like, rolled up and then rolled over, and then Konami got in the pin, and I was like, that's really intricate. That's a pretty cool counter. Um yeah, I don't know. I'm going to stop talking because <laughs> I just can't analyze Takumi matches. I'm just like, they were great. They were great in every way. Everything was fab. Um, so I'm going to hand this one to you. Did you enjoy this match? I did enjoy this match. Um, I wasn't as high on it as I was on Takumi versus Micah, um, but I thought this was also really good. Um, the kicks were like the big bright spot because they just kicked the shit out of each other, and I always love that. Um, Konami, as usual, has great transitions with her submissions and whatnot. Um, yeah, I didn't get as much out of this match as, like I said, the Micah versus Takumi match. Excuse me. Um, I don't really know why. Um, I, I was kind of tired last night, and I started falling asleep during this one. Not because it was a bad match, just because I fall asleep very easily at all times. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. Um, so I, I kind of like had to go back and watch it again. Um, I thought it was a good match, but, you know, a, a good Takumi match is going to be like the second best match on any given show or the best yes. match on every game show. So it's kind of hard to like, you know, like place it in that way. Um, but it was a good match that I appreciated. Um, and I was kind of upset that, you know, Konami won. Uh, but, you know, I think I think it is what it is. Uh, she might end up for like the millionth time becoming the spoiler and just like randomly slotting herself into the final. Um, if Takumi or Shuri isn't winning, like I could definitely see that. At this point, because yeah. she's winning a lot of fucking matches. What, like, I'm pretty sure she's at like eight points now. Six. Six. Is she know. still at six? Maybe eight. No. Maybe eight. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Because she beat Shuri. Okay. Yes. So, yeah, I, I think she's the first eight points in the entire tournament. Um, Obviously, the, you know, match layout's completely weird. So, that's not really uh, much to write home about, but it's it's something. So, you know, it's, it's an interesting little thing that Konami's really getting um mm-hmm. some momentum in this one. Definitely. They always do keep her strong. Um, I know some people were worried, kind of lost some of those early matches, but uh, she had a, a really good weekend here. Um, 
yeah, it's Konami is uh, sitting pretty at the top of the block after this weekend, and uh, that's going to be something to keep an eye on. I know she's wrestling Micah on that final day, and I think that's just going to be one of those where like maybe the winner sneaks through or something, but we'll have to wait and see uh, how things shake up. Uh, the main event of this show is the hotly anticipated rematch between Utami, Haishishta, and Siri. Uh, they wrestled to a 20-minute draw in this one. Um, I didn't get to watch this one unspoiled. Um, I was intending to, and then I think I just forgot and opened Twitter and saw the result um, because I'm <laughs> dope. Um, I don't... I've I've been... I haven't wanted to talk about this match because I'm so unsure of how I feel about it. Like, the I wrestling was good. The wrestling mm-hmm. was really good, obviously. It's Shuri and Utami Hayashishta. Of course, the wrestling was good. But so much of it just felt like they were doing things just to do them rather than actually trying to win. You know what I mean? Like they were just hitting moves and did, getting two counts. And I was like, but you're not going to win was with no that. Urgency. Like, we all know. Yeah. There was no urgency. That was the big yeah. thing. And it was like the first minute of the match on like last two or three, that was where they really kicked into gear. Mm-hmm. The rest of it was just like passing time really and just doing the moves, you know? Yeah, and it also suffered. I think this is the one match that truly suffered from the atmosphere, um, like we were sort mm-hmm. of talking about earlier. Is that like I felt like it lacked a lot of the things that made the other, even the the tournament match last year that made them so special. Like all of the matches they've had previously have made them so special. Is a sort of like a level of atmosphere that wasn't there. Um, at this point, it's kind of getting hard because I'm wondering like what do they have left especially considering it sounds like they're going to be uh, going 30-plus at some point. Um, that sounds like the plan is to have a limitless match, which is uh, kind of concerning. Uh, but I think a lot of the downfalls were simply just in the atmosphere and the lack of urgency um, that was was in this match. Otherwise, I thought it was a really good match. Um, I, I I agree with you that I don't really know how I feel about it because like, I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. I thought it was a good match, but they needed something special, I guess. You know, like I, I feel like tournament matches need something different than like just a redux of another match. Um, that's why people love the Omega versus Okada match in the G1 so much is because it was a completely differently paced match entirely. Like it just was different from all of the other matches they had. Um, so it's like it's. I think the lack of urgency was the biggest issue, because um, I think everything they did, I, I don't even think that the like, you know, wasting time or like the, you know, biding their time thing, I, I can look over that in certain cases, but it just felt like there wasn't any urgency from either of them from start to finish. Um, and I guess that's like the point, because their urgency didn't really come in until pretty a little bit later on in their, you know, 40 minute mm-hmm. match either. But I don't think you should be making that the point. You know, it shouldn't be time for just for time, if that makes sense. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I think the one of the things that I loved about the forty-three minute match was how they played up Siri and her submission prowess. Like it felt like at any moment she was gonna win with her submissions, and then here they just didn't try that at all. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And that definitely hurt it. In saying that though, like if I was to give this a star rating or whatever, it would obviously be over four stars. Like the match was well wrestled. I can't deny that. And like there was some exciting stuff to it, but it was also lacking in a lot of things for me. Um, 
And, you know, as you said, the atmosphere didn't help. Like, the crowd was kind of into it, but it felt like only part of the crowd was into it. And when they were clapping, they would just stop. And it was like, you definitely needed a bit of atmosphere here. Like, I'll, uh, I'll say this. I'll say that. Sorry to interrupt. But just a right. brief note about the atmosphere. Um, if this match happened on the Corican the next day, it probably would have been a lot better, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. I think the atmosphere played that much for me. Um, yeah. Because Corican always has a certain level of thunder to it, regardless of how many people are in it. They, like Corkin just has a certain atmosphere um, and Shinjuku just doesn't like, that's just simply how it works. Um, I think if this happened the next day, you know, in the main event, I think this would have been, I would have found this a lot more enjoyable regardless of if they changed anything. I think that just the atmosphere really changed that. It, the modifier just didn't work for them. It didn't work in their favor, but sorry for interrupting. Oh, you're around. Um, I also, I just wish Siri had won. You know what I mean? Like, do we need yeah. to do the draw again? Like just have Siri win. I know some people are like, oh, you know, the first time they should win is in, like, the big pay-per-view main event match for the title. And I'm like, Siri already won, like, in the Cinderella tournament. I know Stardom is kind of pretending the first two matches between these two didn't happen based on the post-match promo where they were like, we've wrestled for 63 minutes now and we haven't had a winner. And I'm like, you just won earlier this year (laughs) in the Cinderella tournament. You cannot just retcon the fact that you've had two other matches. Like, Siri beats Mikami. I don't think she pinned her, but she eliminated her from over the top rope. I think I think it's like but she still won. You know what I mean? Like she won. Okay, she has well, a yeah, W Julia, over Julia Tommy. beat Momo, and it's... like she also said, "Oh well, that's over the top rope. I don't fucking care." Like Julia said that, like in the recent Shupro, where she's like, "Yeah, I beat her over the top rope, but who gives a fuck about over the top rope? That doesn't mean nothing." I was like, "You shouldn't say that. That's that's sort of how you won the white belt." Besides the point. Um, but I I I, I get the point there because they haven't had like nobody's pinned anybody in this feud which is pretty unless it's a tag match like has there i don't think anybody's pinned anybody in this feud which is pretty big um mm. that's that means something i so didn't they the, pin each other in tags and well, they pinned there. each other wait they both rolled each other up like three times yeah. they had that two oh, yeah, or three, falls three match. Falls. yeah yeah so oh, like my, yeah. okay no my, my point is null and void i'm sorry you're completely right this is stupid <laughs> yeah I mean, I kind of get what they're going for of like, oh, you know, we've had two Titanic battles and we haven't won and they want a no time limit match, which is definitely going like over 60 and I'm going to like... I don't think it goes over 60. Um, it probably goes like a shoot 45. Maybe. But, like um, maybe 50, but I don't think it goes over 60. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I kind of understand what they're going for, but it also feels like they're just retconning some of the stuff that's happened before, you know, because they have pinned each other and Siri has beaten Utami. Like, if, you know, I don't, you know, technically, in the record books, Siri has beaten Utami. Just have her also... win here, you know what I mean? Like, I don't see the problem yeah. with having her win here. Um, no, I, I totally look... agree. This also puts into question, like, who wins the tournament now? Because it feels like, okay, they have to do another Utami Shuri Red Belt match, and Shuri has to win that, in my opinion. Like, the way that they're setting it up, I don't see any other way they can go about this. So, how do they do that? Does Shuri simply win? Does Utami beat Takumi or Julia or Momo or whoever wins the tournament and then face Shuri? Uh, where's Micah in all of this? Because Micah also got a clean pinfall over Utami. Not saying that she has to challenge, but like, you know, like there's, there, it brings into question that's like, okay, this match kind of needs to happen and it can't be for the SWA belt. You know? Yeah. So I'm well, wondering how that happens. Stardom has announced three big shows for yes. the next couple of months. I definitely think on one of those you could squeeze in Utami versus Shuri. 
If it's me, I think I wait. I think you can keep this in your back pocket. I mean, uh, we I think we all know Julia is the next world champion, and I feel like she herself can have a really good reign that will draw money. And you can hold off on Utami and Shuri having that world title match for a big stage. Maybe, you know, their plans are to eventually run the Tokyo Dome. Maybe you hold this off for a dome. Maybe you hold it off for, I don't know, a sumo hall, some shit like that. Like, I think, you you know, this is their big match. You, you keep I it. I feel... I feel like stardom has too short term of a memory for that type of thing. Cause like not saying that they don't they don't do long term stuff ever, but I feel like they're very they're not good with that sort of thing. Like the the long term yeah. payoffs. They aren't very much like that. I wouldn't mind it, but I don't have a lot of trust in them for that specifically. Um because like I'm starting to think I don't think that Starlight Kid's ever going back to stars already. Like I'm I'm just like this. It feels like things are changing too quickly. Maybe she goes back, but like I don't. Like I feel like they're obviously it's very early on for that specifically, and I'm just being like you know me about it. But it's like just certain things like that. That's like I don't know if that'll ever pay off because it's like they could simply just not do that if they want because they have done that before where it's just it just never you know goes back or it never nothing gets vindicated long term. So I'm wondering. If they want to wait, hold off that long on it, um, especially. And I'm not saying Shuri's like old, but like especially because Shuri isn't going to be wrestling for ten more years, like Utami probably is. Um, she might, and I would love that because fucking I think Shuri will be better um, ten years from now because she'll just be like forty something, beating the shit out of everybody. I'll love that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I don't know how long term they're looking with some of these wrestlers. You know what I mean? I don't know where their mindset is with that. Yeah, I think it's longer than ever. I mean, presumably they have Siri contracted for a certain amount of time and they probably are just like, well, we can hold off on this. I mean, if they don't have Utami and Siri wrestle for, say, 13 months, I mean, I don't think either of them is going to be gone. You know what I mean? And I don't think that's like yeah. a huge amount of time to wait either. So uh, I don't really know, to be honest. I, I feel like part of me feels like they are changing plans to do the big match between them soon. But the other part of me is like, well, how long are they going to wait to coronate Julia? Because that's clearly like their next yeah. big goal. So I don't really know. It um, could be. Does Julia beat Shuri for the belt like early next year? Because Shuri could just I would, win I, it like next like, month. I, I feel like Shuri is beating Julia when she eventually gets the belt. I feel like Shuri See, beats I, Julia I, for the belt eventually rather than Julia I think we're completely. Shuri. I think Momo beats Julia at some point next year late next year but that maybe. or maybe early the year after that i don't know it depends on how long each reign is but i that that's that's where i'm thinking now is shuri julia momo um for the next three that's sort of my thinking now it used to be julia momo whoever the fuck but now i think shuri has to be slotted in there i don't think i don't think anybody else can beat Tommy um for the belt i feel like it just like needs to be that um you know what i mean I don't know. Julia's like the big match that they haven't done, you know what I mean? They've held off on yeah. that Julia's Utami match. So that's clearly like the one, you know? They could save that for a Julia title defense, though. How about this? How about uh, Siri and Utami is Utami's first white belt one win? Yeah, Jesus, I fucked that up. Siri and Utami, the big match between them is how Utami eventually wins the white belt instead of the red belt. You know, that would work. Because Utami has said the the reason why she can't wrestle for the white belt is because she doesn't have that passion with anybody except for Jungle Kiona. I think mm -hmm. Shuri has like Shuri brings that passion out of her too. So I think that could yeah. work. I think that's a you know I think you're that's a smart 
you're you're a smart man, man. You're a smart man. I think that's you know big brain booking right there. <laughs> yeah. Um that's enough on Utami and Shuri though. Um mm-hmm. I'm definitely glad you echoed some of my sentiments. Um I'm sure I know some people enjoyed it and that that's fair. I think the wrestling I mean I good. enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. It just felt like it was missing some things that it needed. For sure. Um, we should have brought this up in the news. I knew we'd forget some news. Um, so the name of the Osaka Joe Hall show is uh, the 10th anniversary grand final Osaka Dream Cinderella 2021. Uh, that is when they are retiring the Dream Cinderella branding. So Dope. seem to be doing these things in like seasons because now pay-per-views are branded as Super Wars. So I'm so down that. for that name, bro. Yeah. Super Wars is so based. Like, awesome. oh my, like, oh, that that sounds like like fucking. That sounds like motherfuckers are gonna die, bro. Like, I'm ready. Um, speaking of the Super Wars, though, they announced that on uh, November third, they will be running the Kawasaki City Todoroki Arena uh, for Kawasaki Super Wars, and then on November that one that, 20... that show's gonna be icy and hot, brother. I knew it. I thought you would at least wait a week or two. I that's thought you would slapper. at least give that's it some a knee slapper room. right there. Oh, man. Get it icy out. Todoroki. It's a Todoroki arena. Uh, My Hero Academia. Get, if you don't know, now you know. I knew. As soon as I saw the name of this venue, I was like, Dylan is going to make a My Hero reference, and I'm going to hate it. <laughs> and you did it within the first week. I'm going to make that oh, joke God. every week, bro. Like, oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> every time between, it's brought up, I'm going to make that joke. Between Hazuki and this, I think this is the end of our podcast. <laughs> we're, on, we're on our death door now. Oh, probably. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the second uh, Super War show they announced is Tokyo Super Wars. Uh, this is on November the 27th. Uh, this is in the Tokyo National Yoyogi Stadium number two. Um, if anybody remembers, there was like a big Guy Japan show there like ages ago, and it was a fucking cool ass card. Um, that Stardom has no chance of of matching because Gaia was was the best, especially like post two thousand Gaia, where it was just like grumpy veterans from the heyday, um, beating up each other. Miko Setamura. <laughs> yes. Well, well, Crush two thousand just like wins in the semi main yeah. because they were fucking cool. Um. Yeah, that's uh, Stardom doing two big shows in the space of like a month is uh, pretty big because those are fairly big stadiums or well, not stadiums, but they're fairly big arenas. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'll be interested to see how they do given that they're doing uh, Ota Ward at the end of September, uh, Osaka Joe Hall in early October and then two arenas in November. Uh, it's definitely going to be interesting to see. And uh, Super War is is definitely a cool thing to throw into the title. So that's our new season, I guess. Uh, the Dream Cinderella season is over, and we are into Super Wars season. So that's that's pretty chill. Now that now that I know that it's like it was a seasonal thing, I think Dream Cinderella. I gave it too much flack in the beginning. It's a it's a fine name. I get it. I get why they named it that. But like I was like, are they just gonna name all of their big events forever Dream Cinderella? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that just that's just terrible. But no, I. I this era, the Dream Cinderella era coming to a close, that's pretty big, you know? Like, considering what our entire... Our, yeah, our entire podcast has been Dream Cinderella era. Like, we started around the first couple. Yeah. That's crazy. No, it's, yeah, I don't know. I feel like the, the Dream Cinderella branding was just kind of weird um, when it debuted and just took over. But now that I know 
yeah, that it had an expiry date. It's it's a lot more like ah, that's fair. Um, I think we should continue because we are an hour in and we still have lots to talk about. Uh, so the next show to review was on September sixth. Uh, this is at Cork and Hall. They did four hundred and seventy-one fans. Uh, in the opener, we had the My Sakurai Stardom Challenge fourth match. Uh, Micah beat My Sakurai in six minutes. Um, very one-sided. Micah barely even broke a sweat. Uh, typical Sakurai match, really. There's there's not a lot to honestly. Into. I actually have something to say about this one. I think this oh. might have been Mai's best matchup. Maybe not the best match, but like in terms of my like I felt like Mai looked believable in this match. Like yeah. and that's no offense to Micah. It doesn't mean that it's like, you know, I'm not talking about like skill level, because obviously Micah beat the shit out of her. But like it felt like Micah brought something good out of Mai, uh, more so than her other opponents have. I feel like her other opponents have just beat her up and looked cool while doing it. Um, not so much Utami, but besides the point. Um, whereas I felt like Micah brought something out of my that I saw more of, like I saw more um, positive from her than I have in the past. Um, even that Julia match where I felt like it was pretty much just Julia beating her up and that was fun. I felt like Mai's comeback actually looked kind of fine. You know, I thought it looked like believable. It looked natural. Um, so yeah, I thought it was a good matchup. Um, and then Micah just, you know, grabbed a headlock and beat her with an STO, which was pretty cool. That's fair. Um, yeah, I mean, you definitely had a, a lot more to say there than I did. I didn't really take a lot away from this one, but I, I can kind of see where you're coming from. Um, maybe the Julia match is going to be like a turning point story-wise for Sakurai, because as she said after the, this match, she was like, I got beat up, but I didn't cry. So maybe like Julia giving her the tough love thing is going to be like the start of Sakurai maybe getting a bit of an edge to her and this was the start of that so uh that's that's definitely a possibility um mm-hmm. the next match on the show was the future of stardom championship match uh unaga sayaka defended against waka sukiyama in eight minutes um well more like nine minutes um she did the, the gory special submission that she does yeah uh, i to start off with uh waka i like waka's gear i think it's it's fairly good um, yeah. Her entrance, I remember liking it, but I can't I remember it. Bad. <laughs> really? He looked genuinely terrified, like genuinely oh, yeah. terrified walking to the ring. And I was just like, I like, I was like, I can't, like, because I I've only seen Waka in Gato move, so it's like I can't say that like I know I knew what I was going to get like going into this, like a, a you know what's a Waka championship match, you know type of thing. Yeah. So like I I didn't know if she was gonna be you know great in this environment, gonna be terrible in this environment. So I was like, I can't, I can't. Like if she's bad, I can't shit on her. She looks very, she looks like she's like really nervous. And I felt like you know good for her. She's really you know, I I, I respect her. I respect that because you know when you break it down, I know this is a random you know stunlock. Sorry, but when you break it down, like I I. I I want wrestlers to succeed. I want wrestlers to, you know, mm-hmm. enjoy wrestling. And I felt like, you know, I, I want her to do good. Cause like, I, I, I feel for her. I've, I have severe anxiety. So I understand that it's like, sometimes things are, you know, terrifying like that. So I, I don't know. I, I felt like a, a kinship to her um, in her entrance and then she did good. So like, I, I didn't, I didn't have to try to be nice. I thought she did pretty well. Um, You can go into it. Cause you were sort of in the middle of something. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, uh, I thought her theme was, pretty decent i can't remember it at all because uh, there's so many new either. themes um but yeah. I, I remember thinking it was good um i thought the match i think the match suffered because as i was watching it i was like this is essentially a my sakurai match but with waka and 
I think that definitely took it down for me because it was a lot of, you know, forearm, you know, comebacks from Waka. Um, eh. But in saying I that, just... like, actually wrestle, she is definitely quite strong. Um, I still don't see why Stardom signed her. Like, I still don't see the need for a Waka, but, I mean, she's not going to be a poor addition to the roster at all. Um, I definitely think that, you know, she, she can definitely add some depth because, you know, we've talked before, the roster at times is kind of small and uh, it definitely doesn't hurt to have another solid hand like her around. Um, and she did good here. You know, Unagi isn't going to get the best out of anybody, but it was a fairly decent future starting title match. Yeah, I felt like it had a low ceiling, um, much like Unagi being the assessor has a low ceiling in general, um, mm-hmm. f- for me at least. And, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get into it because I know you hate when I get into it. Um, Besides the point, I thought that wa- the difference between Waka and my Sakurai for me is that Waka does three moves. Um, she has the drop kick, she has a crossbody, and she does a stunt rider stretch. And my Sakurai does like maybe like six moves. Um, and I say my Sakurai does like four of them poorly. I feel like Waka doesn't do any of her moves poorly. She just does them like 700 times. So, I mean, sometimes she misses a drop kick and her drop kicks aren't as you know, refined as they could be. But I think that she does pretty much all of her moves fine um, compared to my Sakurai doing like three of her moves fine and the other one's looking pretty shit. Um, that's sort of like my difference between the two of them. Um, I, I thought I, I definitely got a lot more out of Waka than I do in my, my Sakurai mm-hmm. matches. Um, I felt like there's a bigger, there's more potential for Waka. And I've, I've always thought there was potential for Waka. I, like you like you said it's kind of weird that they decided to pick her up um because it's sort of a weird fix i don't think that she like was a necessary get but i think she definitely has a lot of potential um probably more potential than my sakurai and if um i'm listening to what tommy said also more potential by unagi just by you know distributive property you know like that but transitive whatever mm-hmm. um so yeah i think i think waka has a has a good future i'm i'm i like this match more than a my sakurai match i'll say that um but like I said, Unagi has a low ceiling for these type of matches. Yes. Um, I want to talk about Unagi because this is our third defense of the future of Stardom Championship. Um, I think both Utami and Kid co-hold the, the record for the most defenses at five in their reign. Do you think Unagi is going to have two defense records before she is hit like 18 months with Stardom? Because it's yeah. clearly... She's going to not only have the Aris of Stardom title defense record, but, I mean, she's fast-tracking here to the future of Stardom defense record because I feel like she's very quickly going to surpass five. Yeah. Yeah, it makes me upset. I feel like I'm very clear on Ruaka wins the belt next. Um, Mm -hmm. Don't know when. You know what I mean? Because they're they're stopped. They're stop and start with Ruka. I think she's I think Ruka's a better wrestler than Unagi is and I don't yes. think that's a hot take. Um I think Ruka I don't want to say deserves it, but I think that she's been in the future division since it began. Uh you know her her and Hanan have a lot of just sentimental value for that belt and I think that they should both get it before they outgrow it. Um or at least one of them get it and then have a feud for it. Uh, so I think that needs to come sooner than later because they're both, you know, 17, going to be 18 next year. So that's, you know, obviously 
it's 20 and under, but still, like, besides the point, I think that needs to happen soon. I don't know if it happens before Unagi defends it against, you know, Hanan and whoever else they're going to get in. I don't know. I don't really know what they're going with that. I would honestly hate it if she got another defense record because that's just kind of, you know, annoying. Yeah. I mean, I can see why they would do it. Um, I've I've said this for a long time, but like they they see so much in Unagi that I think giving her two defense records isn't out of the question to me. But I can definitely see how it might annoy people that she like surpasses Kid and Hayashishta for for that record. Especially Utami, who like Utami, like obviously Utami like retired it, like you know vacated yeah. it. But like getting the Utami push should be pretty like rare obviously she's not winning th- two more belts she might who fucking knows because they're <laughs> weird um but like i feel like the utami push should be you know kept for utami type you know wrestlers so okay, hold I, on uh, they they see unagi as an utami type like they're that's gonna weird. push like, this girl they're the wrong second they're they, wrong like, like the second they can I'm... push her she's getting pushed like make it happen big man I I, um, I don't know. Unagi yeah. Unagi just grinds my gears, and like I yeah. I try not to be too like you know hateful because I don't hate her. I think she's fine. Whatever. But it's just like, ugh, she is gonna win the white belt like next year, and that mm-hmm. sucks. <laughs> Tag belts next, then the white belt. Uh, yeah, I think. But um. Anyway, on to the block action. Uh, the first match of block action was in the Blue Stars block. Uh, Saya Kamatani beat Uraka in about seven minutes. Um, Saya Kamatani has a new entrance theme as well. Um, it's not good. It's v- yeah, like it. it's it's not. I don't know. It, it's very dancey and upbeat. Like it fits her, but it also is. It feels like there's a lot happening, and they didn't really. It just felt very generic to me. And it didn't feel like generic and like a generic, like with a vibe to it. It felt like it was just generic music to me. Like, I feel like Momo's theme, which we'll talk about in a second, is generic, but it has like an anime JRPG vibe to it. And so I kind of mm-hmm. like it because it, ha- it feels like something, you know, it feels like there's there's a identity to it. Saya's new theme just doesn't really feel like it has any of that, for me at least. Like, that's I didn't even fair. get, like, a vibe I, from it, I guess. I think it's harder to make a good theme that's, like, this style of music. I yeah. think that's mainly their issue, is that, like, to make it, like, electronic and dancey and stuff like that, it's definitely harder. Um, I don't think it's, like, a... Well, maybe it is a significant step down. Because I think her last music had, like, a real grandiose feel to it. Like, it felt like it yeah. fit her. And there was a vibe to it. Yeah. Her, it's not, like, as kind of... You know, here I am. I am the phoenix. I am a star. It doesn't have that kind of feel to it. Exactly. I I totally agree. Yeah. Um. And... I don't know. I think we'll get used to it, but it's definitely um. They're definitely hit or miss with these new themes that they're doling out. Um. I think I've come to the conclusion that Ruaka is like the blue star's night off. Um. Because she's always like second or third from the bottom. It goes like eight minutes. You just sell for six minutes and then do your comeback. And uh, that's what we got here. And obviously, Saya and Rock are very good at that. So this was a pretty decent outing. Yep. But yeah, like the Rock matches aren't breaking the bank. Not that they need to. I mean, she's 
a teenager. Like she isn't, you know, going to be out there having four star matches or whatever. But I've definitely come to the conclusion that wrestling her is kind of like your night off in the blue stars block to just have a very basic match, and you know, Rock is going to make it interesting, and you know, that was what this was. Yeah. Um. She did not use the box that looks like a suitcase, which is mm-hmm. unfortunate. Very disappointing. Um, but Kamatani Pinder with the Flash Hurricane Rana, it was pretty cool. It, it was, yeah, it was a fine match. Yeah. Um, the next match was Red Stars block action. Uh, Mom Watanabe beat Fukigen Death in 90 seconds. Uh, Watanabe also had a brand new entrance theme. Uh, she debuted this at the Wrestle Grand Slam show. Uh, people hated it when they saw it on the New Japan show. I was withholding judgment because the audio um, for the themes on those MetLife shows was terrible, so I didn't really think it was fair to judge it until I heard it here. Um, I gave it a couple of listens, and it's not as good as our old theme, because obviously that was iconic, but it's it's a good theme, I think. There's, it's it's yeah. one of those where, again, I feel like they've overcomplicated it. Like I don't think you need all the piano stuff in there and whatever. But at its core, I think it's a it's a good theme that we will get used to, and it definitely has that air of importance to it that I think some of the, these new themes lack. It it like I said, it sounds like a JRPG, like off of a JRPG soundtrack, and I yeah. like that. Um, I think Momo is a certified gamer, and we all know that. Uh, in her Instagram bio, it says gamer, and then it says pro wrestler. <laughs> so you got to respect that. I felt like it it, it had that vibe to it, but it also had that regal vibe to her to it that like Momo has always sort of come off with. Um, mm-hmm. like you said, it's like you're not gonna get better than her old theme. You know, same with whatever theme Hazuki ends up using. You're not going to get better than Wildheart. Like, it's just not going to happen. Same with Ringstar. You know, you, it's it's hard to, like, change themes for themes that are so iconic like this. Um, I think they did a good job here, at least. You know, they tried. They tried real hard with this one. Definitely, yeah. I definitely think some of the early hatred was a bit unwarranted and should be blamed on New Japan's sound Agreed. system. But, um. The match itself was, as I said, was 90 seconds. It was fairly entertaining. Death Beater with a newspaper uh, did some comedy stuff. And then Momo went for the Peach Bomb. Death tried to reverse it into a roll-up. Momo reversed the attempt into a roll-up and uh, got the roll-up win. So, good stuff. Those words Uh, you just said made no sense, but I know what you're saying. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Immediately after, Saki Kashima came in and beat up Momo because Momo had two matches on the show. And we went straight into the Saki Kashima and Momo Watanabe match. Uh, Momo, basically, a way to tie was beating her up for the first couple of minutes. And then her and Saki did some really cool exchanges uh, for the finishing stretch. And then Momo won. Uh, so she won back-to-back matches, which I wasn't expecting. I thought she would, you know, Scott kind of made the great point that she was going to win one and then lose one. Um, last week because it would make sense that you would like lose slip up to either one of these but instead she just she beat them both and uh, both times it was by reversing their main finisher because she uh, Saki went for the revival and Momo countered it into a pinfall so a pretty good night for Momo overall like the the 90 seconds of Fukin was entertaining Um, her and Saki have great chemistry which I never knew because some of the stuff they were doing was really cool and um yeah, she just beat them both. Uh didn't, you know, wrestle too long, didn't have any harsh matches. Um, but she got four points. So good stuff. Yeah, that that so she had four matches this weekend. Um, which is pretty incredible. Uh but yeah, 
even though like these two were pretty nothing um I, I respected it. I think, you know, she went from bottom of the block to top of the block literally in four minutes, which is maybe not top of the block. I think she's like a point down. Um, but that's pretty funny to me uh, that she simply is like <laughs> number two after one show, like after legit five minutes. Um, that's funny to me. Yeah, it was it was fine. Um, I assumed Momo would lose to death. I've, I've been thinking that since the beginning. She didn't. You know, I'm, I'm happy with it. Momo wins. I love that. Like that's that's what I want out of life is for Momo to win matches. So I was happy. That's fair. Um, the next match was Red Stars block action. Uh, Hameka beat Natsupoi in about twelve minutes. Um, I thought this was good in parts, but then also clunky in others. Um, yeah. Like I thought they played off of the big versus little dynamic pretty well. Like Natsupoi at points was like just dodging everything Hameka was trying to throw at her, and I thought that was a cool little exchange. Um, and then when Hameka would get her hands on Poi, she would obviously maul her. Um, but yeah, I think there was definitely some parts where things just didn't go well. Um, and what, like, it was a fun match. I definitely enjoyed it. It definitely isn't one that I'll remember come the end of the tournament. Yeah, it, it dragged at a certain point, and then it sort yeah. of, like, picked back up. I think there was, like, a minute or two of just, like, sort of, like, uh, Jumbo went for, like, her third submission, like, her third rest hold not rest hold, but like just, it was sort of like a weird timing thing um, that kind of like came up, yeah. made the match come apart, it seems a bit. Uh, one funny thing is Micah actively cheered for both of them. Like legit, whenever <laughs> one of them was on on top, she would start cheering for the other one. And then once the other one was on top, she would start cheering for the other one. It was actually really funny. Um, Cause it was like Micah choosing over her, you know, two favorite people. And I found that really cute. Um, yeah. I, I enjoyed, like, the, the high parts of this match I really enjoyed. Uh, Jumbo hit her Psycho Driver, and it once again got no-sold, and I'm kind of getting sick of that. Because uh, <laughs> she hits it, and then it's like, it's just a transition into a roll-up. Like, mm -hmm. that's it. Like, this is like the third time it's happened since she came back, and I'm just like, ah, I don't really like that. Um, Natsupoi then hit Jumbo with a Headhunter, a big German suplex, and a Moonsault. Got a two-count. Um, Jumbo then lariated the shit out of her and pinned her or beat her with the torture rack and carried her backstage, which was kind of cute again. Oh, very nice. nice. Definitely. Um, from here on, these matches are not on Stardom World. Um, even though there are no pre-match interviews anymore and nothing to translate, Stardom still takes days to get shows up because we have allowed ourselves to, I don't know, forgive mediocrity from a company that is running Osaka Joe Hall in, uh, a month's time but you know it is what it is uh the next match was red stars block action uh julia beat mina shirakawa in five minutes i'm so <laughs> looking forward to this uh, julia has to have beat the shit out of her ice oh my god this is gonna be so I, good i heard the i heard the rundown dragon moon said was that mina like really brought it to her and then northern lights bomb over oh yes amazing beautiful yeah it sounds Can't really wait. cool cannot wait julia julia at her best is just fantastic um I have a comparison for Julia to make, but I will not make it on air because I do not want people to kill me, but I will tell you after. Um, okay. The next match was Red Stars block action. Uh, Koguma beat Starlight Kid in 12 minutes. Uh, me and Scott predicted this, that uh, Koguma would win here. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it felt like Kid needed to lose a match or two. She's like seven points, and she would have pulled away from the rest of the block. Um, so Koguma winning here sets her up as a potential high-speed championship challenger. And that will obviously be really good when it happens. After the match, Hazuki came out and was, uh, well, I don't really know exactly what the exchange was, but. Um, it was a positive was, exchange. 
Yeah, the gist was like, Hazuki was like, yeah, Hazuki was like, hey, I want to wrestle you. And Kogan was like, sure, let's wrestle. And so that is uh, the first official well, match for Osaka Johal. There's a bit more nuance to it, Alex. Come on now. Um, so what can I do? Kogama... It's not. It's not on Stardom World. What can I do? Okay, but they, but they, whatever. I'll 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 give the people a rundown. Um, so basically, Koguma and um, Hazuki are the same class uh, from was it 2014? 15, yeah. I think it's 2014. Um, and they were their de- like they debuted against each other. Um, Koguma ended up winning the Rookie of the Year against Hazuki. So there's a lot of history there. Koguma obviously left and retired um, for a while, and then she came back while Hazuki was retired. So Hazuki came out and was like, isn't it ironic that we're both here after so many years? Um, I, I think it's fate, so I think we should wrestle each other. And then Koguma's like, well, you know, Sakato Hall's around the corner. I would love to wrestle you. And then Hazuki's like, yeah, that sounds, that sounds pretty dope. And they shake hands, which I feel I might be looking at it a bit bigger than it is, but pretty big um, that Hazuki shook her hand. And that was that. Um, it makes me continue to think that Hazuki joins stars, um, becomes like a co-leader with, with Mayu and eventually Jungle. Uh, and I sort of brought up the idea that maybe uh, Koguma and Hazuki tag league together. Because um, I feel like there is a history there. And I think that, you know, Koguma could definitely take some losses if they don't want to pin Hazuki too quickly. Um, and since Tag League is coming up, I think Tag League is a perfect place for her to get re-acclimated with the roster um, a little bit. I think that would be cool. So I think that's the move for Tag League. Maybe I'm getting too ahead of myself for that, just for that handshake. But I think I'm really excited for that match between each other. And I'm really excited for what's to come with Azuki. This is Azuki's first time wrestling in a big arena. Um, her biggest arena was MSG. Uh, and that wasn't even for stardom. And she talked about that. That's like, yeah, this is the first time I'm wrestling in a big arena um, for stardom, um, because I've only wrestled in MSG, so this is pretty huge for me. I'm kind of nervous. Um, and so, yeah, she, Hazuki's coming across as very human um, in recent interviews, recent, you know, in-ring stuff. Like, she, she's come across very human, so I could definitely see her going to stars over a return to a way to tie or over, like, a militant supergroup that she's going to create. I think that she goes to stars, at least for a while. Um, and I think that's the best move for her. Yeah, no, that's fair. I think uh, Hazuki Koguma alliance at the very least for tag league is a good way to to get that especially because i don't think you want mayu and koguma to win tag league and i think if they're not going to win you can't have them team up in it so you know koguma and uh hazuki teaming up and then mayu taking hanan or walker or something is probably a better option um, especially so because like happening. hanan doesn't have ida um she doesn't have hina yeah she doesn't have like she doesn't really have anybody to tag with i think getting Hanan and Tagli is kind of important just to get her some reps. Mm-hmm. So I think her and Mayu are a perfect team. For sure. Um, the next match is, was Blue Stars block action. Uh, Konami beat Suri in uh, 13 minutes. Um, I did predict that Konami had beat Suri. It felt like she would get her win back from uh, the Budokan show uh, just to keep things a bit level between them. Um, I think uh, Konami winning against both Takumi and Suri was definitely not something most people predicted. But uh, definitely, I thought she'd beat Siri, and uh, they came through here. And I'm looking forward to watching the match. Um, I think it was Dragon Moon said it was very UWF inspired, and I was kind of like, okay, hopefully that just means kicks. <laughs> so um, we'll have to wait and see how it goes, because uh, it does look like there was a lot of kicks and German suplexes. So, you know, it's going to be match of the tournament, I guess. Konami most points. Shout out to Sprite one time. 
Indeed. Um, the next match was Blue Stars block action. Uh, Takumi Aroha beat Tam Nakano in about 15 minutes. Uh, this should be really good, I think. Tam, if she's motivated, and she probably will be because it's Cork and Hall uh, against Takumi, definitely going to be really good. And I would imagine Dragon Takumi has she frustrations to get out uh, after exactly. all the marvelous shit. So she probably kicked the shit out of Tam. Hopefully this was pretty yeah. good. So, and, you know, Dragon Moon, you know, very appreciated. He He's very good at, you know, just sort of updating people on things with stardom. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says that Tam had a certain Mayu Kagetsu-like uh, resiliency um, in this match. Okay. She sort of showed that. So, in my tra- like my thinking of that, she does go all out. Um, and if that's true, if Tam is going all out, uh, you know, in a, in a technical match, even though it's not necessarily technical, but if she's going like... If she has that intensity, I think it's going to be a really good match. So I'm excited to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, that's that's what that's what Dragon Moon said, uh, and I think I trust him, and I hope that it's a really good match. I'll probably if it's yeah. good enough, we'll probably talk about it a little bit next week and say, oh yeah, it was a really fucking good match. But you know, if not, we'll just never talk about it again. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Um, yeah, no, I made the joke that um, keeping up with stardom shows uh, as they happen is basically translating the Japanese account tweets and then waiting for Dragon Moon to go in-depth <laughs> for the actual details. Yeah. Um, and it's true because Dragon Moon does a good job of keeping people updated uh, because obviously it takes days for these matches to get up. So, you know, they, they kind and of And he goes to like gaps. 90% of the shows. <laughs> yeah. One of the hardcore fans. It's, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah. But um, He's after... much appreciated. Indeed. Um, after that Corkin show, uh, the blocks are as follows. Uh, Konami, or yes, Konami is at top the Blue Stars block with eight points. Micah is behind her with seven. Tam Nakano and Sai Kamatani have six. Unaga Sayaka, Utami Hayashishta, and Siri all have five. Kumiro has four. Azami has two. Raka has zero. Uh, the Red Stars block is Starlight Kid leading the way with seven. Uh, Momo, Julia, and Mayu are just behind on six. Natsupoi has five. Himeka, Mina Shirakawa, and Koguma have four, and then Saki Kashima and Fukigen Death have two. So, very interesting hmm. stuff. Um, to forget, uh, we are keeping track of our top three matches of the tournament. I don't know if you are still doing that. Mine haven't not. changed. Yeah. Mine haven't changed since, like, day three, <laughs> honestly. So, Mayu and Himeka didn't break in, though? No. It almost I did. feel like I feel like I enjoy I would make it way more than everybody else because like, this is a great match, holy shit, match of the tournament. And everybody was like, it, it was all right, I guess. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I didn't enjoy it as much as you, that's for sure. But yeah. I did really enjoy like, it. I have it, I have it above Mayu versus Julia. Like, oh, yeah, that's, that Jesus Christ, that's a lot, yeah. Yeah. Um, I know I took notes on so, it somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, I'm just thinking of like how much. Yeah, I mean, I I did really enjoy it. Now I look at it, yeah, but mm. I think not that much. Yeah, not not as much as you. That's for sure. That's fair. Um, so yeah, with that, we have to preview two shows. Um, I am fatigued. <laughs> We've been going for ninety minutes. My throat is sore. <laughs> um, I'm not. I, I didn't have to record last week, so I'm getting it all out. Uh, fun times. Um, so the first show to preview was on or is on uh, September the 11th. Uh, this is in Shinjuku Sumitomo Hall. Um, the undercard for this show is uh, Waka Sukiyama 
versus Tom Nakano in the first match of Waka's Stardom Challenge. Uh, Does Tom Nakano win. invite her to the Cosmic Angels? <laughs> oh, man, I, could have, I can honestly see it. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, the match after that is Koguma versus Lady C. Um, my Sakurai's Stardom Challenge match number five is Sakurai versus Siri. And then we are on to GP action. So in the Blue Stars block, we have Utami Hashishta versus Azami. Hmm. Utami has to win. Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, you'd think so. Yeah, because... Um, I mean, Azumi has... Azumi has six matches left, so it's like it's not like yeah, she has to win bad. any matches, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I would prefer if she got over five points. I think that's sort of my benchmark for her right yeah. now, um, and she can get, you know, what, three more points at some point in the next five matches. Um, she doesn't really need to pin Utami. I would love if she pinned Utami, because, like, that would just yeah. be cool, but, you know, I don't think she needs to. Yeah, I, I would agree there. Um the next match is also in the Blue Stars block. We have Sai Kamatani versus Takumi Iroha. Um, I would imagine Takumi wins here. Uh, that would put her on six points, and that would put her kind of keep her in that top echelon, uh, along with the Konamis of the world. So I think that's probably the smartest result there. Yeah, I I, I agree. Um, I'm thinking, what was it? Uh, oh yeah, this was. Uh, Saya's fourth giant. That that's the big thing. Is that this is her fourth big match that she really oh. um, pointed out. <laughs> the she spoiler. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, this is the match that she that she felt was so important that she would no longer be trusted with anything in Stardom ever again. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I imagine Takumi wins, but this this will yeah. um, probably be really good because I imagine Saya really goes all out for this one um, because she really. Oh yeah. You know she's been hyping up the you know, four main wrestlers that she wanted to face and all three of the first, all of the first three matches that she had were really good with, uh, you know, Shuri, Utami, and Tam. So I imagine this will also be quite good. Yeah, I think this could main event looking at the card. Um, I wouldn't be shocked to see it go on. Yeah, but I don't know if they, I don't know if they have Takumi uh, close another show. Well, not close another show, but you go, I mean, where it's like, is this in a row? Maybe Saya wins. Yeah, I mean, just... I I don't know. I feel Saya like... could win, and then, but Takumi has to draw with Utami. I don't think Takumi beats Utami. Because I was gonna yeah. say she could just go on a tear and just win all of the rest of her matches. Um, but I don't think that happens with Saya. No. You know what I mean? No, definitely not. Um, I think I think she beats Saya. I think there's other Queen's Quest members who will beat her downfall though. Um, yeah. So yeah, we both go Takumi there. Um, the next match is Red Stars block action. This is Momo Watanabe versus Hemeka. Um, they they wrestled on one of the pay per views, didn't they? And Momo won. Yes, that and one. I loved that match. Yeah, it was one of my favorite matches last wins. year. Because I feel like I would normally have Hemeka winning, but that would put her on six points already, if not more. I can't remember. Um, it would be six, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if you want to have her and Momo go level. But maybe you do. Maybe maybe Himeka just wins because I think that would be a pretty strong result for her. Um, and it would keep Mayu and kind of everybody else kind of in the same region as Momo. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think I think Jumbo could win here. Because honestly, my, my Momo thing is just completely fucked. 
because uh, mm. I'm all like I'm I'm just wrong on so many of these uh, <laughs> already. Because like I saw, obviously Death beating her, um, and I don't really see Mina beating her anymore. So I think Jumbo can take that that point off for, um, for the not to play beater. Yeah, I I mean maybe DDM is just her downfall. What if she just loses to the three DDM members? I think that could very very likely happen. I think that's a good uh, good little story they could tell. Um, especially because before all of the tournament stuff happened, uh, the story was that DDM wanted to pick up Momo. So I think Momo losing to the three DDM members and that being the reason why she doesn't go to the finals could, you know, mean something for the future. Uh, I think that would be kind of like a little interesting tidbit. Um, cause I assume she loses to Julia, um, on the last night, her losing to Jumbo doesn't really hurt her. So I can definitely see that. Yeah, no, that's that. That'd be an interesting route to go, um, given DDM's courting Mo- Momo as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I, yeah, I say Jumbo wins actually. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, the next match is Red Stars block action. It is Mayu Iwatani versus Fukigen Death. Um, this is almost a coin toss. Like, I feel like Death is the kind of person who could beat Mayu, but at the same time. Do you want to have Mayu take another loss, um, given that she's likely losing her last match to Kid? I think maybe you want to keep her near the top of the block. So, yeah, I guess Mayu wins here. Yeah, I also don't really think Mayu loses to any Oedo time members, um, other than Kid. I think that's something that she's you know... gonna double bury Oedo tie. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I think considering that she beat all of them in a row, I don't really see her losing to any individual member of them, especially since she doesn't have to face Konami. Uh, so yeah, I, I think I think Maya takes this. That's fair. I would agree. Um, the next match and another possible main event is Julia versus Natsupoi in the Red Stars block. Um, I, I feel like I could see this one go into a draw. I know that would be Poi's second draw of the tournament, but I would have Julia... And Kid on seven points to keep them level, and Poi would go on six, and that would kind of keep her in the same region as you know the Momos and Himekas. I think that would be a smart result. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I want to say that go to a draw, because I feel like Nats yeah. Poi, not Poi going twenty is like the only case that Nats Poi matches aren't great. You know what I mean? Mm. Is like, and this is no respect to Natsupoi. I think she's a great wrestler in general, but I don't. I think she's one of those wrestlers that I just don't want to see go twenty. Um, and Julia, obviously, is extremely hit or miss when it goes longer. So I don't mm-hmm. think I want to see that. But I can, I can see it ending good for everybody involved. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I think it gives Natsupoi a bit of a rub there, and it keeps Julia from completely, you know, overtaking and just having pure momentum all the way through but it also keeps her from being down another point, or another two points, rather. Yeah, and I think there's the whole thing of, like, Julia not being able to beat her faction mates, kind of, that they've kind of played into in the past. Um, That makes me think that she isn't going to have a favorable result here. I would have said she's losing, but I don't think you have Julia lose another GP match, because I feel like she'd probably lose to Himeka rather than Poi. Um, So I feel like a draw is the best way to kind of get that story to keep going 
while also, you know, saving her loss for another member. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair way of thinking. I could also see, you know, Julia just winning. Um, yeah, fair. I don't think Natsupoi wins here. I think Natsupoi either draws her or uh, just loses. Yeah, I, I yeah I can see that. Um, yeah, uh, that, that's only the first show, right? <laughs> yeah, completely. yeah, um, yeah. Okay, there's a, yeah. Um, so the next show to preview is on uh, the twelfth. Uh, this is in the Sendai Pit. Uh, so fucking Sendai, fucking I guess. Sendai. The show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. So. The opener is the second match of the Waka Tsukiyama Stardom Challenge series. It is Waka versus Mina Shirakawa. So another Cosmic Angel uh, goes against Waka. Um, I don't know whether that's telling uh, or not, but it's definitely interesting. Um, the next match is Yutami Hayashishita versus Lady C. And then... The... I wonder who's winning that one. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a shock. Um, and then the sixth match of My Sakurai's Stardom Challenge is against Natsupoi, and that rounds out our undercard. That could be good, maybe. Possibly. I yeah. mean, not good, but like not bad, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so the first uh, GP match on the lineup is a Blue Stars block match. This is Siri versus Unagi Sayaka. Um, I think we previewed this already, and then the show didn't happen. But yeah. I still think this goes to a draw. I don't like you, man. I, <laughs> I don't. You're, 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 uh, man. Unagi. Unagi versus Micah, I enjoyed more than you did. I don't think I need to see another 20 minute Unagi match, though. You know? Oh, shit, yeah, she drew with Micah, didn't she? Shit. Yeah, she just drew. That does throw my uh, my idea for a loop. Do you think they uh, switched the results there? Like, do you think that she drew uh, Micah? I don't know. Supposed to drew I don't shirt? think so. They wouldn't really be arsed, I don't think. Yeah, probably not. I think I Shuri just wins. I'm sorry. I I I just don't. I just don't think Unagi should win here. I know that's yeah. very on brand for me. I just don't. I don't see it at all. Like Shuri no, just lost fair. to Konami. Especially, like, I know that it's all mixed up because, like you said, this is supposed to happen, like, two weeks ago. Um, but I just, I, I don't think Shuri can lose this one. That's fair, yeah, I, I guess. Um, I would She hasn't won a match cool. in a minute, you know what I mean? Like, she drew yeah. and she lost this past She'll be fine, though, you know? She well, no, she'll, like, yeah, but, like, I just, I, I, I don't like the... I don't want Unaki to win. <laughs> Just blatantly, I do not want to see her beat Shiri. Of course. Um, no, that's why I thought a draw was possible, but I, I don't know. Maybe not. Um, the next match, anyway, is a Blue Stars block match. This is Takumi Iroha versus Ruaka. Um, I feel like Takumi has to start dropping points, but I don't think she's losing to Ruaka. No. I, my original thinking was Takumi like, almost goes undefeated. Except for against Tam and Utami, that was my original thinking. Um, yeah. She lost to Konami, which is already more than I was expecting. But mm -hmm. she beat Tam, so like I, I don't really see her needing to drop any points. Um, but 
I will say it would be absolutely fucking incredible if Drew could just beat the shit out of her with a box and beat her. Like, I don't know why that would be like so just in like, I would love that so much. And I love Takumi to death. But like, that would just be so insane. Like, it would be like the spirit of Hibiki getting her last one up on Takumi. (laughs) (laughs) Just like beating the shit out of her. Oh man, I'm gonna miss those matches. Yeah. I like this. It's, yeah, Hibiki was cool. Um, so yeah, I think we're both going to Takumi. Like, 100%, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, the next match is a Blue Stars block match. That is Tam Nakano versus Azumi. Um, I think Azumi wins this one. I think that makes perfect sense do to you? me. I, I mean, yeah, I well, do, and I did. Um, yeah. But I, I don't know if she does. Like, I, I want her to. I really want her to, because I think Azumi okay. well, needs the thing. A win over a champion. Has, Am has six points at the moment, and Azumi has two. And I think if Tam wins, she like goes tied for the top of the block. And I don't think they do that yet. So I think Tam drops points here. But how many matches does Tam have left? I feel like she only has like two le- left. Um, and does she only get question. up to eight points in in general? You know what I mean? Versus her last loss, like that, like that's that's this would be that's her last issue. loss, I think. Because she still yeah. has, like, Ruaka to go, doesn't she? Or did she face Ruaka already? I don't know. I feel like she, she has winnable matters still, and I think Azami has to start picking up points too, so yes, this is really one of the few places. This is really one of the few places I could see Azami getting points. I was just making fun of the way that you pronounce uh, Zoom. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah, sure, um... thanks. I, I from the from fuck you <laughs> <laughs> from the from the jump I I thought this was Azumi's match to win um and honestly I think it probably still is um mm-hmm. let me I'm gonna do some tournament maths real quick you can keep talking if you'd like uh, oh. uh this is oh fuck I I look I was looking at the wrong one um oh god um, after this yeah, she has no, two I... more matches yeah oh okay so. One of them Shuri, against Utami. And one of them against Shuri. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, that doesn't sound good for her. Yeah, that's that's fair. I mean, do does Azumi just finish with, like, four points then? Well, no. She still has five matches after this. Oh, yeah. Okay. Or four, four or five matches after this. Yeah. I don't know. I, I still feel like Azumi wins, because I think her challenging Tam for a white, the white belts on... One of the shows coming up would be a pretty decent match. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. I that's what I mean is that I've always felt since like the blocks were announced, I felt like this is Azumi's match to win. Um, yeah. Because if she wins this, even if she ends with four points or you know whatever, I think that she came out came away with something. Um, yeah. And I think she kind of needs that right now. It's hard, honestly. I've always felt that Tam doesn't need to win. Like, she could be champion and still lose. Like, I felt like she's one of the few champions that can look credible in defeat against, you know... Like, I, I've i always said that her and Juice Robinson were, the, were similar in their championship runs, where it's like, you could just lose a bunch and then vindicate those matches um, later on. So I, I think that can definitely work, and that can really uh, give Tam something to do with her title run before she ends up losing it eventually, um, is just defending against everybody she's... Um, lost to in this tournament, so I think it would be smart mm-hmm. to to do that to give Azumi this one. Um, but I'm kind of I don't know if I believe it. You know what I mean? Yeah, 
Yeah, definitely. Khan's lack of matches kind of puts us in a, a bit of a tough spot there, but I don't know, maybe Tam just like beats one of Syria and Otami. Who knows? Um, right. Uh, okay. The next match, anyway, is Blue Stars block match. It is Saya Kamatani versus Micah. Um, Saya is definitely winning here. She she needs to pick up some points. Um, definitely. Doesn't she have six? She's pretty she high has, up. Yeah, she does have six, but I don't think she has many matches left. So, support her on side with Konami. Some... Yeah, she she has four matches left. Wait, really? oh, no, no. After this, she has two. Never mind, I'm wrong. Because yeah, she has these two matches this weekend, and then she has one on the 16th and one on the 25th. So um, yeah, she has four matches left altogether. She's probably going to lose to Takumi. She's probably going to lose to who else? Uh, oh, she has Azumi. Mm. Does she have to win this one? I think so. She, she I think... probably has to win this one. Yeah, because that would put her on eight points. Um with tied with Konami at the top. But Micah got that draw, so she's just kind of she's on seven. seven. And I think Micah has only has one match draw. left. Yeah, but I think that would keep her in contention because then if she like beats Konami or whatever, she'll jump to nine. But usually um, it ends with like ten, twelve. I don't know. Maybe. I, I have no idea. <laughs> listen, this block is so like loaded that I don't think look, you can listen, use normal listen, logic look, anymore. Like look, it's listen. you know <laughs> Um, sorry, I was just doing a bit. Uh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I'm like Christian Cage. I'm just doing a bit. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> I think I would like her to win. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm. Yeah. Micah throughout this tournament and just in general really has grown on me so much that I just like want her to win all of her matches. Um, enough mm-hmm. against Tasaya. I, I also have really started to love Saya recently as well. Um, but I think, yeah, Saya probably wins actually. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's what I was saying. Oh, no, I'm trying to like convince myself Mike is going to win, but I think Sai just wins, honestly. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I mean, I could see it going either way, but like, I definitely, definitely think that uh, Sai would win here, just because that's kind of their thing. Almost like Sai usually Phoenix splashes Micah and, and beats her. Um, but you know, we'll have to wait and see. I think it could go either way that one. Um. The last match on the card is a Red Stars block match. It is Momo Watanabe versus Koguma. Um, my gut reaction is Momo wins. Yeah. Up at the top with, with kind of everybody else. Um, Koguma, I think we have a win predicted for Koguma in her other match, if she has another match. Does she have another match? Let me check. Don't you no, guys love doesn't. tournament maths, guys? Dude, it's it's the worst. Because it's like, if Momo loses to Omega, then she has to oh, beat Koguma. Oh, Koguma has a ton more matches, bro. Yeah, okay, yeah, Koguma definitely loses, so yeah, Momo, yeah. Momo should win that one. Because, like, she only has this one this weekend, and then after that, she has fucking five? Am wow. I counting wrong? Really? Yeah, she's only wrestled three times. Uh, This will be her fourth, right. so she has five more after that, yeah. She has five matches. All right, yeah. I think she could definitely lose to Momo. And so, yeah. I mean, she already is at four points. Like, <laughs> like she can, she only needs like one more win to really like put her at like a fair spot that I think she will get to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, she could, she could definitely lose to Momo. 
No, that's fair. And then Momo would be on like eight points, um, presumably tied with Mayu, and I think that's a fairly solid spot for the two of them at the top of the block after that show. Yeah, give Momo um, a little bit of shine at the top for a while. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll just be wrong on all these, though, because Stardom's like oh, yeah, really shit sure. with these. <laughs> um, but, I mean, that's our best attempt at, at getting some predictions. I don't know. The matches remaining thing is so... It just alters everything. Um, yeah. But, I don't uh, know. That's the thing, is that it's, like, it, it's hard because, like, I'm a big tournament math guy, as everybody knows. Um, but it's it's difficult when Koguma has six matches left, and you know, fucking Unagi has one. Not mm. I'm being you know uh, hyperbolic. So it's like okay, but so does does she catch up? Like how does it's it's very difficult to like wrap your head around sometimes, even for somebody who really you know enjoys doing it and likes you know that sort of thing. It's it's not easy. So um, trying my best to you know give good and you know critical thinking you know five head levels of of tournament thinking but at the same time you can ask like like I'm, my pickums are doing atrocious i'm like 17 <laughs> so it's like i'm i'm not good at this <laughs> i like to pretend i am yeah th- this is bad because you're our tournament math specialist but um i don't know uh sure look we'll have to just wait and see uh how things play out uh, we will be back next week because that is everything we have to review and preview and talk about. Uh, that that did go long, and I knew we would go long. Um, so you know, it's no no surprise there. Yeah, one one forty ain't bad. Yeah, I don't know. It's more like one fifty. But yeah, the uh, we'll be back next week. Probably a small bit earlier because Stardom is running that like catch up Corkin on Thursday. So I think we'll have to try and beat that. Um, so I don't know how much of this weekend's shows we'll be able to see because if they're traveling to Sendai, then nothing's Ugh. gonna go, go up. Um, hire so... more people, bro. Yeah, I'm tired. Like, I just want <laughs> how are to you watch running Osaka Joe Hall and you have one editor? I have no idea. Um, but yeah, that's it. Uh, I think we're both just tired now, so uh, yeah, I got a poop. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Um, we will close the show. If you want to stand, you may stand. If you want to sit, you may sit. Leave today, shine tomorrow. You decide what you believe in. Ijo. Ijo. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 